What's up, guys? I'm your host, Jay, and welcome to the 91 Perspective Podcast. This show allows a safe space to vocalize opinions and views on things that interest me and allow a safe space for people of different backgrounds and perspectives to do the same. The purpose of this podcast is for us as the people to get to know one another through dignity and respect while also discussing various topics that you may not be aware of. So we're in season two, episode 17, and the topic of today is black creators in the video game industry. So we're still in this season of highlighting black content creators and The reason why I really want to highlight them is because there's not enough coverage on them. We don't really know much about uh, black people working in the video game industry, making strides in the video game industry, or owning their own video game company. So I love video games. I've played video games since I was, I believe, eight or nine years old. I've had the PlayStation, the Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. What what was I saying? Okay, Game Boy Advance, the PlayStation Vita, uh, the PlayStation 2, the PS3. I still have the PS3. I lost. I actually had one. It broke down. Then I sold it to GameStop. Then later on, I had a coworker that gave me one, so I still got it. Then the PS4, um, I've had the Xbox 360. I've played the Xbox. Uh, I have the Wii. Uh, I've played on the Nintendo 64. So I've been a gamer for most of my young to adult life, right? And yeah, my brother had just came down. So... I've been a gamer for a very long time, and I just wanted to highlight other people that are of African descent, or aka black people in America, whatever you want to call them. You say Negro, person of color, POC, whatever. But it's very important that we kind of know who's contributing, and I just want to highlight them. So... If you go to, I'm reading off of blackenterprise.com and they have information about basically the top 10 African-American, what is it? Top 10 African-Americans in the video game industry. And I'm just going to read a short little paragraph and this actually kind of amazed me. But it's saying that African-Americans make up a significant demographic of video gamers, the second largest ethnic group to play after Asian Americans. Yet, there is a paucity of African Americans in the video game industry. Only 2.5% of game developers are of color. Now, some people use that term of color as a blanket uh, term for all types of people of color, whether you're Asian, you're Latino or Hispanic. I I get confused with that. Native American, Indian, they kind of use that blanket term, but I guess with this paragraph, they're they're specifically meaning African Americans. There was actually uh, where is it? There's, there's this game company that uh, they was talking about on Google. I looked up one. It's called Dead Art Games, and I think I know the game. Uh, 
let me let me read it. Let me read it. So, Dead Art Games. So the About Us page. The Dead Art Games team is a group of extremely passionate gamers from around the world who is. Wait, I'm reading that wrong. Who in 2014 decided it was time to provide the world with a resource that we had always dreamed of. We know how difficult it is to keep up to date with everything that is happening in the gaming world, as well as get recommendations and reviews from actual gamers. So we joined together to create Dead Art Games. Throughout our growing team, we have personnel with experience in nearly every inch of the gaming industry. Whether it is optimizing your gaming PC to have the best specs or keeping up to date with the MLG leaderboards, which leaderboards, Dead Art Games has you covered. We strive to provide our readers with the best possible content in the gaming industry, and we would love your input on how we are doing. So if you would like to get in touch with the Dead Art Games team, then please use our contact page. So I'm gonna check out their contact page, see what comes up. So it's kind of like a generic contact page. You got the first name, uh, email, or you can write a message and you can send it to them. So it'll go directly to them. But um, on another, another website, www quora.com is like do you know the names of any black video game developers any black owned video game studios so yeah when it comes to video game studios sorry guys I, I, I had to check something because I got tripped up by this name called click now on Corora on www.quora.com um, that question that they ask, it, it's 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 for the article, and it goes into like a list of the companies and the games. And Dead Art Games is black owned. That's what they're saying. They are working on a game called Click. So it's actually highlighted in blue, and you can find that on Polygon.com. When I go to it, it brings it up, and it says. It says, Click is a game about facing prejudice by Colin Campbell at Colin Campbell X. And this was on April 20th, 2016 at 12 p.m. So information over here is, is an African-American team translate growing up in Detroit to a game. When he was growing up, Daniel Watkins didn't go out much. He spent a lot. He spent a lot of time at home, indoors, and playing video games. Sounds like my life, but I, I did go out at times. I, I have friends, so that was a good thing. Um, for a budding game developer, that's not such an unusual story. There are plenty of origin tales in gaming about young, enthusiastic, secluding themselves away from suburban sunshine and sports teams to battle aliens and and best 
beasties, right? But Walkins had other reasons to stay indoors. Walkins grew up in grew up in various Detroit neighborhoods, which he described as being best bes, okay, being beset by lacking of opportunity, poverty, and crime. Now he, along with his creative partner and friend Neil Jones, are writing a game about their experiences. I stayed in Highland Park for about 10 years, very deep inside of Detroit, says Walkins. It's a very dangerous neighborhood, but I tried to stay away from all the gang violence. It's hard doing that. It, it's affected the way I see things in the world today. What's noteworthy about the game isn't merely that it's tackling the experiences of growing up in a tough neighborhood. It's also seeking to celebrate the particular African-American culture its designers grew up with. Video game makers, overwhelmingly white, often depict African-Americans in stereotypes as muscular combat sidekicks, comic relief, or criminals, but click or cliche. No, no, it's click. I'm, I'm getting it wrong. Cliche and click are very similar. Um, it's not C L I C K. It's C L I Q U E. So that's another way. Um, but click is about living in modern America and being black. Now, as a picture of the guy, um, Daniel Walkins. And it goes a little bit more to um, the stereotypes in the is the gangster, and <clears throat> I just want to touch on this a little bit, right? That's a, a great point that is made about, for one, the video game industry. Um, I'm 29 years old. I turned 29 this past April, so happy birthday to me, and. Um, Growing up, I didn't really know much about the video game industry, and I didn't know where to go or where to start. Um, I'm from New York, and I didn't realize that a lot of the video game industry takes place in California or overseas in Europe or in Japan and Asian countries. And especially for um, what I also learned was the racial disparities and racial discrimination racial biases that people grow up with. Even if you're black, you grow up with with a a racial bias, not only against other white people or other people that don't look like you, but even against your own people or or against, you know, yourself. And, you know, I didn't really grow up somewhat in the hood, so, but I know family members that grew up in the hood and I would be scared to go to certain neighborhoods because of my own thoughts of my own people um some are valid because some of it is truth um but when it comes to the video game industry right i had to learn that like oh what oh wait there's more white people in the industry and asian people in the industry they usually kind of work together hand in hand you do have probably latinos and Native American or Indian or, or blacks, like you do have those in there. But like they were saying before in um top ten African American, they're talking about how African American um developers in the industry, it's 
only 2.5%, which is, it's very low. It's very low. And it's about community. It's about what people are familiar with and racial discrimination. If you were taught to believe a certain thing about a group of people that don't look like you, and that's what you've been told all your life, you tend to believe it. And then when you get those applications of those people that want to work for your company that are black and they're qualified, some may may not be. I think that's, you can find that in all groups of people. There are, it doesn't matter what color, some are qualified, some aren't, but they're less likely to get that benefit of the doubt or that chance, or even if they are qualified because they're black and what they believed and saw all their years, they're not really going to hire. That's why you have the, 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 the title of black owned business. And some people get offended when they hear that. And I understand why they would get offended. Well, we don't call it white owned business. I can go into that topic for another video but i'll just shed some light in this video if you're listening if you're white and you know i i don't hate white people i have white friends i i i try to like i said this is a safe space so i'll just educate right and forget about what black folks are saying about you know I, I, it's i'm tired of educating is it's not my job no that's not how this world works we have to educate one another right so um i don't want to lose my point uh, when it comes to, ooh, hold on, hold on. Okay, so I remember. So when it comes to having something named or titled white-owned business, when you live in a country when uh, you are part of the dominant group, I would say it's, and this is fact, this is not my opinion, but uh, it's safe to say that white people are the dominant group of America that they they control America they dominate America and their laws and what they do and the creating the currency and how they move uh, so when you're part of a dominant group in a society uh, you get to determine what is normal and, you know and to be honest with you white was created by Americans in America. It was a, it was a thing. Whiteness and blackness was created. So, but you know, you, you don't see it like that because you're the dominant group. Black owned is it, very specific. It's not the dominant group. I would, you know, let's, if you want to look at Africa, I've heard from people that when uh, they're in Africa, they don't have to think about being black. It's because everyone around is black. Yes, you do. There are other groups of people. You have Asian people that are in Africa, white people, Latino. Like there, there's an array of different groups of people that's over there. Predominantly black in Africa. So they, I don't think I'm willing to. I'm going to guess that they don't really put black, 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 black all over the place. It may be a term that's used more commonly because it's modern, but. So I just wanted to shed some light on that. If you're part of the dominant group, you get to determine what's normal. You're not really going to say white, 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 white. Uh, there was a time, I believe, where there was um, probably through Jim Crow, they might have differentiate like white and then colored. 
You guys can do your research. That's a whole nother history lesson. But what this guy is saying, Daniel Wilkins, and his experience is, you know, I, I would say the um, the great thing about video games or art in, in particular, video games is a form of art. You can put your culture, you can put your uh, experiences and emotions in video game and, and weave together a great story. That's why games nowadays have such great stories because it's, it's an art form. It's people take it seriously and they really listen to it. So he put his experiences of growing up in Detroit, uh, growing up through the tough experiences and and things or challenges he had to face. So um, if you get more African-Americans in the video game industry and uh, most facets in life, you'll be able to understand a lot more of the people. You have a better understanding of, of the people, their culture and what they go through and things of that nature. I think that the, the tough part for people that are not black, maybe white people that may, let's say they're going to invest in a movie that they want to, that they, that they, they're deciding to see. And it's mainly a black cast. And it's about a black story that deals with the struggles of white and black people. That might be hard to watch because you're a white person and you're watching this movie from a white person's perspective. And the villain of the movie may be white or generally the, the villains of the movie are white. I will say it is a funny idea. Yeah, so like I was saying before, it's it's a it's a funny idea to me when um, some white people, and it's not all, some white people they get upset or um, uptight when there's a black movie and the villain or the antagonist is white and they're demonized. Um, but when you have most of the movies out there. Or a lot of the movies. I'm not, I'm not even going to say most. Because if we take into consideration Asia and, and um, Africa and, uh, and India, they, they have Nollywood, Bollywood, all, you know. So, But we're just talking about specifically these type of movies in America. Um, usually the, the protagonist is white and then the villain is white. So I don't see where, you know, it's just, it's, to me, it's funny if you, to, if, you know, some white people getting upset and want to protest, but like I said, that's a whole nother topic for another, did I say video before? I feel like I'm recording, I'm recording an audio, but, <laughs> um, pretty much th- this is, it's just an audio. It's no video to this. Oh man. Anyways, I just try to be a little bit honest in my my podcast. So guys, bear with me. So that's click. Here's another I actually do want to shed light on. If you go to Instagram, you type in C Night Art, which is C K N I G H T A R T. So C Night Art. It's short for Cameron Knight. Uh, that's this guy. He's an illustrator an artist um he has a comic called clicks i was thinking that this was the game from dead art games but they work on click and they and they have a comic called clicks and these guys well this guy 
Cameron, he's a, he's a, I would say he's an artist that happens to be black, and um, a lot of his characters are black, and he's into anime, and um, he, like, there's, like, black versions of certain characters, maybe some of your favorite characters, um, we got, like, My Hero Academia, Naruto, um, Hunter x Hunter, um, Afro Samurai, some, just, like, you know, if, if you love anime, some of the most popular ones, he's made some black characters of, I think some, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards or things of that nature, so, yeah, so, you have that. Then we have, okay, Kiro Games. Kiro Games is a developer based in Cameroon. I don't know where that's from. That might be Africa, but Cameroon. Their game, Orion Legacy of the Kori Odin, is based in an African fantasy setting and has been getting pretty positive reviews on Steam. So... I definitely have to check that game out. I'm actually going to look at it right now. Just click on it. If you go to Steam, you got store.steampowered.com and it pops up. And it's there's actually a video on their uh, site and it looks interesting. It looks like a side scroller. Um, love the colors. Love the colors of the game. So yeah, I'm I will look more into this. And I think Steam is a great way to um if you're creating a game and you want to get it out there and you want people to support you, I think Steam is a great place to put it put it on. Definitely if you have a social media account, get to know your people, you know, put it out there, get that audience. And the action looks pretty good. There's a lot of sword weaponry. Um, I think inspirations from like other cultures are in there. Like one thing I've noticed when it comes to certain concepts or game ideas is like, and and myself included, is the combination of like black or African culture mixed with like Asian culture where you see you know, I think a lot of us love swords. And there is some influence of European culture as far as like weapons, weaponry. Like the like the Claymore sword or the long edge. So that's actually it actually looks it actually looks pretty decent. So There's more developers out there, but I suggest that you guys go to Google. And what I put in Google, I typed in black owned video game company. Now what's going to come up is a variation of, of hit words when it comes to like black owned video games. It's going to pop up whatever that they can find. I will say this, excuse me. When it comes to being black in video games, it's more popular now. You're not shamed as much or made fun of if you are black and you like video games for a long time. 
video games were were kind of associated with more so like white white guys that were not popular or or that weren't cool um that usually were fat they wore glasses pocket protectors they they were anti-social they didn't have a lot of friends i'm not dogging on anyone this is that's a stereotype so when certain black people even myself years ago you kind of knew that like if you like video games you were a nerd and when you think of black people you think of hip-hop you think of cool clothes sneakers that type of stuff and black people are cool being associated with something that's not cool you probably didn't want to speak out about it but a lot of black people play video games whether you're in the hood or you lived in the suburbs you know video games was always there it was a it was a pastime as a way to also escape reality you know with a lot of of stress in the world that's one way of escaping escapism you just go buy a game and it was a pastime birthdays christmases you know your boys came over 2k a lot of black people play video games 2k wrestling football um you know so that madden was a good one also but the other stuff the fantasy stuff final fantasy Mega Man, Sonic, uh, Crash Bandicoot, Spiral the Dragon, all these different things that people played, and black girls played it too, but when you're in that adolescent age, you just don't want to mention that because it wasn't a cool thing. Now, it's big time because you have all these social media channels, and everyone's inside now during Corona, and it's, 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 it's more acceptable now to be a, a, a gamer especially you know nowadays and there's so much money in it so um i just want to say to that is times are changing go on google type in black owned video game company and information is going to pop up and i think more of us need to get into it if we have an interest in it because it just kind of gives another side to what you can be as a black person especially in America. You don't have to be a rapper, a basketball player, a football player. You don't have to be those typical things. Now, if you're good at those things, that's what you're gifted at, do it. Nowadays, I think um, almost everybody raps. That's the thing. Like, it's white people and black people rap. You can be a geek and artist and, you know, still make music because it's, the requirements to do music have lowered and there's the entry into hip-hop is it's a lot easier than it was in the past so you can do anything nowadays so yeah guys that that's it i just wanted to highlight a little bit about black video uh black video game industry i know there's a lot more that i haven't covered but you guys can find this information. I'll also put the links in my description box in this uh, in this podcast. But also, let me know what you guys think. Did you learn something new? Did you, did I shed some light on something that you didn't um, necessarily know about? Let me know, guys. Tell me, please. Also, you guys can go to my Instagram account, 91Dreams. You can follow me there. You can go to 91Dreams Apparel. I have merch up there. You can get my merch in my uh, shop site link. Also, I have my 91, the 91 Box YouTube channel. Also, the 91 Box Patreon, become a patron. 
And I have this other Instagram account called for fun underscore 91. So I actually do a black version characters on that Instagram account. So check that out. I'll definitely be posting that stuff on uh, DeviantArt in the near future. But yeah, guys, that's it. If you like this uh, podcast, thank you. If you stay tuned to this uh, to the end of this episode, I very much appreciate it. So yeah, guys, we'll talk later. Have a good one. Peace.